This is the Northwestern Medicine Podcast on COVID-19, dated March 30th, 2020. Welcome. This is Better Edge, a Northwestern Medicine Podcast for physicians. I'm Melanie Cole, and joining me today is Dr. Jing Jin. He's an assistant professor in the Division of Nephrology and Hypertension at Northwestern Medicine. His research focuses on identifying pathological mechanisms of kidney and vascular diseases. His work with the therapy ACE2FC was recently included in an article published by Robert Cruz in F1000 Research discussing a potential therapy for the COVID-19 virus. Thank you so much, Dr. Jin, for joining us today. You recently published a study in the journal Kidney International, examining the use of ACE2FC to provide long-lasting hypertension control and organ protection. Can you please give us a brief overview of your study? The study was conducted in collaboration with my colleague and a friend, Dr. Dan Bartier, in which we tried to address a limitation to use ACE2 to treat renal disease. As we know, like ACE, ACE2 is a transmembrane protein anchored to the cell surface. The idea of engineering a so-called soluble ACE with the membrane anchor cleaved off so that it can be administrated in the form of an injectable drug has interested research labs and the biotech companies alike. But it was soon realized that the blood environment is unfriendly to ACE2 which gets quickly cleared from circulation and degraded. This was where the project started. Our solution was a fusion protein with ACE2 linked to immunoglobulin IgG's FC domain. Through a well-known mechanism, the new ACE2 FC fusion protein is now protected from scavenger cells as an IgG-like entity and is now compatible with the circulatory system. Through fusion to FC, ACE2 extends its serum half-life at least 100-fold to about nine days, just like IgG. My training background was in protein biochemistry, and with that, we also devised a new assay for measuring ACE2 activity as an enzyme. In our 2018 paper, we measured the pharmacological efficacy of ACE2FC in great detail as compared to that of the untacked version that GlaxoSmithKline committed to their clinical trial for arterial pulmonary hypertension. To re-emphasize, our new ACE2FC improved the pharmacoefficacy substantially. That's absolutely fascinating. And although your work is looking at different disease and organ targets, Scientists believe that ACE2FC could be a promising therapy for COVID-19. Can you walk us through how it could be used as a potential treatment, Dr. Jin? Well, ACE2, through its catalysis of hormonal peptides, such as angiotensin II, regulates renin angiotensin system in areas such as blood pressure control, heart functions, and the fluid balance. Soon after the SARS outbreak in 2003, it was discovered that the virus uses ACE2 as its receptor to invade cells. This type of opportunistic gateway receptor that a virus seeks in order to infect its human host is very common. 
The important thing to notice, once we know what the human receptor a virus utilizes, we can create a targeted strategy to block the virus from binding to that receptor. Following SARS, a couple of other coronaviruses, including COVID-19, were also found to use their spike protein, or S1 protein, brief, to bind to ACE2 for cell entry. So the game plan for us is obvious. We can use our long-acting ACE2FC as a COVID-19 trap to prevent the virus from binding to its human receptor and spreading from cell to cell. What I want to say is, although ACE2FC was originally constructed for different diseases, researchers, including ourselves, now consider ACE2 strategy a potential antiviral for COVID-19. Wow. So, importantly, there's a worldwide spotlight on developing a vaccine for COVID-19, which is incredibly important. But what the author is proposing is not a vaccine, but an antiviral, as you just said. Can you explain the difference and implications between the two and speak specifically about the different targets in vaccine versus an antiviral and the rigorous testing that's needed for both? I'll talk about the target in vaccine development first. Evidently, much of the focus has also been on the spike protein of COVID-19 because it is the major antigen that our body's immune system sees of the virus. This knowledge is guiding the current development of vaccines. You are absolutely right about a rigorous testing that is needed for both vaccines and antivirals in patients. We have not experienced an outbreak like this for at least a generation, and the speed is, the, is of the essence here in finding ways to develop vaccines and antivirals as fast as possible to save lives. We can already see rapid advancement in both fronts because ultimately we may need combined solutions of vaccine and antivirals to put an end to the current outbreak. Well, then, along those lines, the author proposes several different options for potential therapies, but cites ACE2FC as the most promising option due to its potential ability to both block the virus and treat lung injury. Tell us a little bit more about ACE2FC's ability to repair lung injury, which I find fascinating to those with acute respiratory distress syndrome. The author of the opinion article was referring to the ACE2 function that has been shown to ameliorate the severity of ARDS, likely through downregulation of a combination of its vasoactive peptide substrates. Therefore, there is potentially an added benefit to ACE2's antiviral effect with regard to COVID-19. Ultimately, the human body is a complex system, and the right answer has to come from rigorous testing in patients. So then what makes ACE2FC more appealing than other potential targets? Tell us a little bit about the half-life and longevity of protection. So many repurpose the clinical drugs or drug combinations, as well as preclinical drugs, are being tested for COVID-19 patients. We hope the effectiveness of some treatments will soon be confirmed, and that would definitely help the current situation. As I alluded to earlier, the ACE2-based strategy, as seen in the examples of SARS 
NL63 and now the COVID-19 coronaviruses may have a broader spectrum for antiviral activities as long as the coronaviruses invade cells through the human ACE2 receptor. That means if ACE2FC is tested to be effective to treat COVID-19 patients, it can also likely to be effective in treating future coronavirus outbreaks. In other words, we can be more ready in fighting future coronaviruses. And that is a potential advantage over other antiviral drugs. Well, speaking of longevity, the author also proposes ACE2FC as a way to protect our healthcare workers on the front lines. So important right now. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? So far, we have discussed the treatment of patients. The longevity of ACE2FC, which lasts for one to two weeks, means that it can be used in theory prophylactically to protect our healthcare workers and also uninfected family members who are taking care of COVID-19 patients at home. This is a unique characteristic of the biologic. We have already tested ACE2FC to be well-tolerated in animal studies at high dosages. So along those lines, then, has any work begun to develop the therapy outlined in the article? Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, uh, the field is evolving too rapidly for me to summarize here. Also, I am not aware of any drug development initiatives with ACE2FC in particular by pharmaceutical companies. New drug development takes time. Since COVID-19 outbreak, I have suggested ACE2FC to our collaborator and a research sponsor company who is raising money to fund their COVID-19 project. So on my side, my own lab is conducting new research on ACE2FC to further optimize the fusion construction towards a manufacturing-ready prototype. Through interacting with colleagues and industrial partners, I learned a lot in regards to finding the ways to translate basic research discoveries into clinical applications. You're doing such important work, Dr. Jin. As we wrap up, what else would you like physicians and scientists to know about your work as it relates to COVID-19? Thank you. To me, I think the greatest excitement in doing research is that discoveries are often interconnected in a rather unexpected way. Our ACE2FC research started from hypertension, but now intersects with COVID-19, which is a perfect example of that. In summary, Dr. Jin, tell other physicians what you would like them to know about the possibilities and your research as it relates to COVID-19. Yeah, I think research collaboration is very important in our field. So constantly we learn new ideas from our colleagues. So this created a very unifying environment in fighting together of this deadly virus. Thank you so much, Dr. Jin, and keep up the great work. Thank you again for joining us. And that concludes this episode of Better Edge, a Northwestern medicine podcast for physicians. To refer your patient or for more information on COVID-19, please visit our website at nm.org to get connected with one of our providers. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Northwestern Medicine podcasts. I'm Melanie Cole.